For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And that's Jeremiah 29, 11, 11, 11. Hey there, Jules here, and welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. My life is a surrender experiment where I choose faith over fear to follow my intuition. And it has all led me here to share wholehearted stories about what I've learned along the way. So take a nice deep breath, settle in, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Now let the elevation of your soul's experience begin. Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Jules Loves Me. Oh, it's been awesome to just be able to share some things that I've had on my heart and to get to share that with my boo, the twin to my flame, <laughs> the uh, the Fritz to the jewels. Because we're jewels and the Fritz. Jewels and the Fritz. Jewels, jewels. Jules and the Fritz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That felt right. That felt yeah, good. It's good. Just just giving it to him, you know, like, hey, y'all, here's a little bit of love in the form of song. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? What's been going on? So, you know, the coolest thing that's been happening with the podcast, babe, is and the texting community that I'm building, mm -hmm. it's I'm getting text about our podcast, which is so fun. Say, oh, I just listened to the episode. Um, you know, this really resonated with me or oh, you brought the fire with that one or love the song, you know, all these all these moments. And isn't that cool? Because I mean, we're just sitting here together. I know. Just having a conversation about what is on our hearts to share and just that reciprocation of love is so powerful you know so i just want to give a special shout out to every single person that has sent me a text a little note and just let me know that you're listening and let me know that this is speaking to your soul so i just want to honor you in this moment so thank you and if you're not sure how to text me the number is 229 206 9280. So today's topic, Mr. Fritz, is future tripping. One of my favorite topics. One of your used to be favorite things to do. It still is sometimes. I mean, like, I feel like it's like the one thing that I'm going to struggle with forever. Is that, um, is that your, what is it, the Achilles? Achilles heel. Achilles heel. I almost called it the tendon, but the heel, right? Yeah, I mean, anytime, any, anytime that uh, that I've I've got some kind of, you know, I'm off. I'm not. I'm not feeling good. I'm not happy. I'm not um, present. Is what it comes back to. Mm -hmm. You know, which is unfortunate. Um, you know, it comes back to future tripping. You find yourself there. Okay, so that's very insightful. And so we'll rewind it just a little bit for the folks that maybe aren't familiar with this term that we use so often, future tripping. So future tripping is what? We're, we're trying to play out the future before we know what's gonna happen. You're trying to play out the future. So what happens is you will just 
find yourself in a normal day going about your business and you think you're in the moment, you think you're doing the thing, but all of a sudden your mind just dips out and whoop, just transports you to the future. And how does it transport? With story. Right. So you're transported. You're all of a sudden you're you're gone. And you're telling yourself some sort of story about the future. And this can be a lot of times, like you just mentioned, um, done because we think that we are trying to problem solve in advance. We think that we are trying to control the outcome by being somewhat prepared for it, by worrying about it in advance. Is that a pretty good nutshell? Yeah, that's exactly what I was taught growing up, was to worry about everything in advance so that you could be prepared for it when that moment came. So why do you think that is, that you were you learned that to be true? Um, that's just, you know, now as an adult, I can, I can look and see, um, where it came from in my mom. Um, my dad, I didn't spend as much time with, but my mom for sure, um, is a big worrier. She just wants to, you know, kind of, she, she focuses on the, the worry and things, um, concerned about, you know, basically like you take a situation and then consider all the negative things about the situation that could manifest in the future. And if you mitigate and control all of those worries that you have about the future, then your outcome will be smoother is the philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I know a lot of people, almost everybody in the world ascribes to some form of that. So staying with that on the idea of that. So this was taught to you as a way of helping yourself to maybe foresee a pitfall. Right. Or see an area that you haven't quite thought all the way through. Because I think like with kids and teenagers, especially, um, you're not thinking far enough ahead to see where there's going to be trouble with that idea or that plan that you have, you know. Um, So so I can understand where parents will do this as a form of of helpful raising of their children you know like i can definitely see that but i just wanted to say but with moms i think that we we we're also built in with an extra level of worry that comes you know naturally to us because there's also a level this was with my side of it like my upbringing was the more i worried about you is the more i cared about you right so but continue with what your point was i was just going to say that there was there's one story that i remember that has always stuck with me which is weird because it's not really a, a big story but um i remember my mom was in her bathroom and there was some toy that i really wanted i must have been like early teens or maybe 12 or something like that and i had this idea it was an expensive toy and i was like i had this idea that i could go in with my friends maybe if our my friends and i remember this story came to my head when i was saying teenagers because it was like a four-wheeler yes it was a four-wheeler i remember the story that's so funny so i told you this one so yeah and i I, we had this idea that we could you know all go together and we could just we could get it we could share it maybe like a joint birthday present or, or christmas present or something we could all share it and boy, did my mom shoot that idea down so quickly. It was, it was quickly about, 
how badly that arrangement could go and how everybody would end up losing in the end if we decided to try to do anything like that. So that story of the four-wheeler, I remember when you first told that story to me, which was a long time ago. Like, I think it was before we were married and, you know, engaged. It was so long ago. But I remember that being such a telling story because I got a chance to kind of see why you approach things the way that you approach things. And so it was helpful for me because, for example, when I first started Dollface, and I didn't care what the risk were. And so, for example, with your mom, she is really good at assessing the risk. Right. And so she can quantify those risks and know whether this is a good investment, whether it be time, finances, energy, whatever it is. So she's really good at that. Like she, she has laser focus with that type of superpower that she has. And then it just becomes that trap door that you were talking about to when she can fall and then get lost in the worry of the future. Right. So with Dollface, I came to Savannah to start the business because I've got the brain tumor. I'm, you know, life is short. I've got to give it all I've got. I don't care about risk. I don't care about anything. All I know is I've got one shot. I'm like Hamilton. I'm not going to lose my shot. Oh, wait, wait. What's the words? I'm not going to lose my shot. No, no, no. I'm not giving it up. I know everybody listening right now is like, come on. We know the. (laughs) I'm not throwing away my my shot. shot, Yes, I'm not throwing away my shot. So that was my heart's anthem of I just got to try. And so that was more important to me than anything. And so you at that time were very much so like, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? And I was like, I'm like, where's your marketing plan? (laughs) Where's your business strategy? (laughs) Where's your, where's your financial layout of how exactly you're going to figure out your assets? That's not how it came out. You were like, what are you doing? But anyways, so, so the thing is, is that I remember being so upset with you because it felt so rude of you to doubt me. And it felt so, you know, just, just not helpful on the level of, I wanted your encouragement, but you felt like you were helping me on the level of helping me understand the potential risk. And I would argue with you and say, why do you blow holes through my dreams? You know, because I, I have an idea for this and you're just, you know, blow yeah. a hole through it. And you're like, because how else are you going to know if this is solid? I and know. I was like, because I feel it in my heart. That's why. <laughs> and that was, that was so foreign to me. Right. I, that was so, I was like, I was raised as a devil's advocate. Oh, I was raised right. as a devil's advocate to always point out the flaws. And that is such an interesting point because people will say that, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate. For it's like, we should just stop And talking. then it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If anybody prefaces their comment with that, just ask them to stop talking. Be like, yeah, just say, it's okay. You don't have to. Yeah. It's all Please good. Please spare me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for loving me. And so, right, because a lot of times it will just add in types of um, 
Negative thought. Uh, yeah, I was going to say things you just don't necessarily need to worry about because my my belief is that everything I need is available inside of me. I just have yet to uncover it. So if there's something that I need to be aware of, um, a signal or a something is going to happen to let me know along the journey. So I try not to worry myself with the what ifs because those don't help me typically in my experiences. What helps me is leaning into the present. And mm -hmm. so what we have learned is that when you're in the present, that's where your power is. So I kind of want to talk just really quickly about the time, you know, the, the different frames of time. So we have the past, we have the present and we have the future. And so we've talked about future tripping. So future tripping, again, is just that idea of worrying about the thing before it happens, right? So being in the future, if you feel anxious, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're worrying, if you're, I, I will go and say upset, on the level of angry, like you're just lashing out. You know, I found that to be like a kind of a common denominator. These clues are letting you know that you're probably thinking about the future. You're probably trying to work something out. You're trying to figure something out. And that to me has become a signal, a clue that I am doing too much. I am too far ahead. I don't have that information yet. That's why it feels overwhelming. I'm trying to connect dots and put a picture together the way I want it, but I haven't gotten the rest of the directions yet. And so the trust comes in where you go, okay, well, I only have two dots on this picture. So I'm just going to sit with that and be grateful that I am here where I am. And we'll see where the next dot and we'll appears. we'll see where the next dot appears. And so if you're feeling those anxious feelings, a clue you're in the future. If you're feeling on the other side of that, sad, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling melancholy, you're feeling regret, remorse, you're feeling guilt, guilt shame, embarrassment, you're replaying things. Where are you? In the past. You are just building a house on memory lane. And so those are also stories. So we talked about the stories is what you're telling yourself is going to happen about the future. The past is you're replaying all the things that you remember to be true. And only from your perception. Right. And your perspective. So all of that stuff is like there's too many variables involved. And you're going to drag yourself through so much extra suffering, allowing yourself to reside in that house on memory lane. Right. So where we want to be, the goal of this practice we call life, <laughs> this daily classroom that we're in, this master class, is to be in the present moment because that is where the power is. That is where the calm feeling of, oh, okay, Everything's okay right now. Everything's all right. 
in that place of being present in this moment, that's when we can find peace. And so, like you said, when you find yourself future tripping, it's because you're in the present and you go, oh, I'm doing that thing again. I'm future tripping. And we love that because it's just funny. It, once you say it, it actually makes you laugh a little bit because you're like, oh, I'm tripping again. I'm future mm-hmm. tripping. It brings you right back. And a lot of times, you know, sometimes that little touch of humor in it can break it up and not feel so serious. Yeah. And, you know, a, a real simple place to to get lost sometimes is just when you're having a conversation with someone, mm, you mm. know, trying to figure out what you're going to say while not listening to what they're currently saying to you in the present. Um, that's I mean, what, what that, did you just say? What, yeah, what, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I know that I do that all the time. I know that you you've let me know when you're like, stop. You'd be like, stop listening to me to figure out what you're going to say. Just just listen to me and then, you know, respond. Ooh, empathetic listening. That is very true. That's very true. So you lose your ability to be a really good listener. When you're trying to figure out what you're going to respond with. Yes. Ooh. Let's sit on that one for just a second because I don't want to go too fast in the future. just want to sit there. So when you are receiving information, sometimes you just sit with the information. You know, I, there's some folks that when I speak to them, they are so in the moment, so present. They're not in a rush to move through the conversation. They're not in the rush to move, to get to their point. And I remember I noticed within myself, I would feel almost a little nervous talking to them because I would be aware of my energy, like being higher. And then I would be trying to like bring it down, like slow it down. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you haven't responded yet to the thing I said. How long are we going to sit here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, is it, should I say something else? Should I fill in this gap? You know, so it's almost like we're not even used to that. You know, it's like we just keep it moving, keep it going, keep it going. Cause we're all in such a rush. Right. So that's a good point on the empathetic listening of just receiving the information and sitting with it. And maybe you're not speaking to anyone else. Maybe you're in quiet time and you receive the information and you receive something and you just sit with it instead of rushing off to go now work on that new idea that just came to you. you Oh yeah. Well, you know, we've had, we've had so many inspirations that have hit between the two of us that, um, that have taken years to actually come into where they were useful. You know, it was like, so if we tried to take every bit of inspiration that hit us and just run with it, we would have just run ourselves we, in circles. We would have to started our probably, way it. what, like 89 businesses at, at least, least. At least. <laughs> just because sometimes you'll get a flicker in that present moment. You'll get just a little glimpse of what's coming and you'll just want to rush and just figure it out in order to give yourself a false sense of security. And a lot of times what will happen, especially with that entrepreneurial spirit, is you're like, oh, that's the next thing. And then you want to rush towards it and then figure it out, you know, and, and have a business plan around it. And then you just, you've, you've got it all figured out, don't you? Yeah. And then it's actually, that wasn't even that. That, the, that little flicker, that little glimpse was, you totally misunderstood it. And it, it actually is going to be used in this way 
you know, you got something, but you just ran with it. You, you got the tiniest corner of a picture and you wanted to figure out the rest of it before it was time. And I think that's been um, the biggest, the biggest uh, practice of being in the quarantine or the pandemic, the, the pandemic practice of being in the present. How many P's can I use? <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, because a lot of times we're not sure what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, next month. And we're just having to, you know, do the best we can in the moment. Right. And this actually reminds me of a time when I was doing this and it was the only way I could survive was when we were caregiving for Titi Jenny right. when she was in hospice and we were walking her home. And the last three months of her life, her time here on earth, um, it was heavy. It was really hard work. And the hospice team was short-staffed. And I'm such an overachiever and such a You're definitely highly functioning. Yeah, I was over-functioning the mess out of that. But it was great because... It was what was necessary. The whole house needed me to. So just to paint... A, a picture there's my aunt who is um has terminal with cancer and we have my uncle my mom my grandmother and in addition to julian and the two of us so and i'm the main caregiver for everybody I'm and managing, everybody has their own special things that right and mean. i'm managing all of it and the only way that I was able to also focus on what Titi Jenny needed in her care was to be present. I could not, as soon as I started the future trip, I would freak out. The anticipatory grief of what was coming would, it was just too much. I couldn't, I couldn't bear the weight of that. And when I would go in the past, and start reminiscing about the good old days or other times that we had shared together, that would be too much and it would be debilitating. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to function in either place. The only place that I could find my power was in the present. And I think that's why I took my job as her nurse so seriously, because it was also helping to keep me upright and not under the covers, you know, and not in a depressive state. I was able to bring so much love and joy into that dark time and be a lighthouse because I was being forced into the present moment. And so I have such a understanding now of what happens when you're in that present moment and what you're capable of. Because Lord, now nah, let me tell you, I never thought I was going to be capable of doing any of that stuff mm-hmm. at all, at all. And, um, but I was able to do it and do it well and continue on with it and, and feel like when, I, you, when I was also taking care of myself. Yeah. In when there you started too. doing registered nurse level care, I was like, oh goodness, I never would have expected that because you're squeamish. 
you know you're mm-hmm. not good with you know needles and, mm-hmm. and yeah stuff you know no. it's just not your thing i'll i'll start getting woozy i start getting lightheaded yeah i'm so sensitive to that i mean stuff. the nurses were trying to recruit you they're like you should really get in the medical field you would love it and you're like no i wouldn't they're like you're getting i was like no that's <laughs> you're not like, that's i'm in not, the present moment but i'm like clinging. that's not my strength i know my strengths that's not my strength the only reason i'm here doing this at this <laughs> level that you want love. me to professionally do it is out of love and operating through the Christ who is strengthening me right now. And what's that Christ that we, you know, in that famous Bible verse that we all love to share? What is that? The Christ is the Christ consciousness. It's the presence. It's the power right there, connecting, being aligned. And you cannot do that when you're in the future. You cannot do that when you're in the past. It doesn't work. You you don't have the you're not accessible to it you know it can't strengthen you when you're in the future or in the past so i just wanted to have this conversation with you you know what i just thought of as you're Mm. telling me this and um tell me everything (laughs) um i was i'm thinking about conversations that i have with my grandmother these days um Backstory, my grandmother has um, pretty progressed Alzheimer's uh, at this point. She doesn't remember much uh, of anything. A lot of times she doesn't know who you are, who she's talking to. She just knows energy, really. Um, and goodness, uh, does she respond to that energy? She it's does. Amazing. She, she does. But up. I was thinking, you know, you can't, you can't go to stories of the past because she doesn't remember. You can't even... Th- think about what the future may hold because that's too far from her now. She can't, she can't conceptualize future. Mm-hmm. She can only conceptualize the present moment. Mm-hmm. It, and there's it, something beautiful about that. Yeah. There's something that's sad about that. Um, when you're trying to, when you want to connect with somebody on a level and, and like, you don't know how, so it's like, you're like relearning behavior of, of connecting with someone like that. That was the other um, thing I was going to add is it's also challenging. Yeah. It's a big challenge. It's challenging. Uh, I'm cause... working with it now. I'm, and I'm someone who practices being present and it's still a challenge because it's, you know, one thing to be present with yourself and in your mind and your thoughts. It's another thing to be present when you're trying to talk to someone else that you have patterns with. Right. You know, you have patterns of talking about certain things. You have mm-hmm. patterns of, um, of reminiscing maybe or patterns of. Um, certain small talk right certain small talk yeah, of you yeah, know yeah. what could be or what may be in the in the future or whatever people always love to you know talk to you about you know what your plans are your plans are for the future and where you're going mm-hmm. um, something i read this morning said release all of your plans you know for there is a greater plan at work mm. Say it one time from my heart. Say it one more again. Release all of your plans for there's a greater plan at work. Mm. That's it. And all that you is do is it. take that. You just take by you putting your plans in front of it. You just make that plan take longer. Right. And so trusting away. that the plans I have for you. It's another. I, I'm all biblical. Today, I know. You, right? You're throwing out some quotes. That's okay. <laughs> I quoted the course. It's all right. Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just cracking up of like how how spirit moves through yeah. us, how sometimes it's like the it spiritual really text is the, is, uh, the A Course in Miracles. Sometimes it's the Bible. Sometimes it's just plain old talking with each other. 
but the plans are not to harm you, but to prosper you, to give you a future. You know, it's all greater than what you know it to be or think it will be. And just trusting, you know, that's where the faith comes in is trusting that not only is it all well right now in this moment, but it's going to continue to be well. And you're going to know how to do that hard thing when the time comes for you to do it. Now, the anticipation of it happening and the you trying to problem solve it and you trying to figure it out so you can figure out how to mitigate the risk and lessen the pain and that's not going to help. What you're going to do is stress yourself out on the road there. So just trust. And I and I can say this leading up to every single one of my experiences, even the biggest, scariest ones, I have always known what to do in the moment. But maybe two moments before that, I did not know what the hell I was going to do. Okay, so that's how it works sometimes. And you just got to be okay with the gift will unveil itself. The power will reveal itself. It doesn't mean that it's not in there. So I think we planted some good, powerful seeds in this talk, in this conversation. So friends, let us know, as always, what resonated with you? What hit home? You know, what made you went, hmm, that made me go, hmm. (laughs) So all that stuff. We want to know about it. So shoot me a text. Let me know. And if this episode is helping you, take a screenshot of it right now and send it to someone else and share the love and the insights that way. And we're going to continue talking about this future tripping concept and sharing more stories and some practical processes in our next breathing room. So that's pretty exciting. And that's coming up on the 30th. 30th of August. So if you're listening to this and we're past August, then know that the replay is available in our Patreon community. So Jules Loves Me is the name for all of that. So my blessing for you is that may you stay in the present moment, feel your power, know how capable you are, and rest. Just be and know. May you feel more grace, more peace and joy. And always remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Till next time. You've been listening to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. If you feel uplifted and inspired by the sacred space we created today, support and join our mission by donating on www.julesloves.me. And while you're there, take a look around, check out all the videos and blogs I've put together for you and make sure to subscribe to my email list. And for all you social butterflies, you can follow me on julesloves.me on Facebook and Instagram. Want to support our mission even more? Visit patreon.com slash julesloves.me to become a patron and get even more food to fuel your soul. Join me next time for another wholehearted story. Thank you for listening. And remember, the light in me loves the light in you.